Kia and welcome to this episode of the Samson Says Podcast. My name is Aidan Morrell and I'd just like to give a massive mihi, a big shout out to everyone who is tuning in, so cheer. My guest today is a proud Waitara man who I've known for the better part of 25 years. He has carved out an awesome career in the teaching profession, having taught at primary, intermediate and secondary school level for the past 21 years. He is currently in his third year at New Plymouth Boys High School, where he teaches mathematics. A loving family man, he is married to his longtime darling Sandy and his father to Jalen and Kaya. He's a guy I've always looked up to at high school as he was a young male Māori who was excelling not only on the sporting field but in the classroom. Not to mention he was head boy at Waitara High two years running in 94 and 95. Kaya of Taropu Kapahako Waitara and captain of the first 15. I went to battle with him on the footy field and we even did a stint together when we both worked the bar at Icon Sports Bar here in New Plymouth. How he managed to fit that in too, I'll never know. He's a sensei of Sorok. He's affectionately known as Dino. Those closer to him know him as Tony. Fano, it's my pleasure, privilege and honour to introduce to the Samson Says podcast, Mr. Dean Hikaka. Kia ora bro, how's it going? Yeah, good bro, good to be here. It's, bro. Uh, yeah, bit of pretty buzzy to be honest awesome bro hey i just want to say thank you for coming in bro um i did reach out to you on 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 facebook and um you were only too keen to come and have a bit of a yarn uh so so thank you for coming in bro um how's lockdown been for you and the whanau bro just Uh, run us through that so lockdown what happened lockdown all right yeah so um my wife she's an essential worker cured it cured it as a scientist up the laboratory and at the hospital, TDHP. Awesome. So her, her lockdown was just normal. Yeah, just normal. Business as usual. <laughs> Business as usual. Was she gutted? I, uh, I think it's kind of, it's funny, you know, because she's been married to a teacher for so long. Yeah. It, like, I seem to be always home <laughs> <laughs> on holiday. Nah. But, um, so, yeah, her, her job continued. Um, we were able to get our son back from university. He's in his second year at Canterbury University. Awesome. Was it was that a mish trying to get him back, bro? Or? Uh, so initially, he was just going to stay down there and hang out with his mates. And yep. they're all South Islanders, but they um, they all ended up going back to their homes. Yep. And so he was like, oh, yeah, no, this is dumb. I want to, can I come home? And we're like, oh, it's, I pretty much said to Sandy, I want him home during lockdown. Yeah. Um, I didn't think I'd be one of those fathers, eh, bro? Yep. You know, I didn't think I'd be like, I thought I'd boot him out the door, see you later, see you when I see you. Just the unknown, though, I suppose, with the whole the whole COVID-19 well, thing, not eh? Even, not even, I'm, I'm hopeless anyway, but I don't like my kids being away. <laughs> yeah. So it was. it's good. And even when they're home, it's just knowing that they're home. So anyway, uh, we managed to get him a flight, but he had to fly to Auckland. Oh, true. And then to New Plymouth. Oh, yeah, Auckland to, yeah, New Plymouth, because there was no direct flight from Christchurch. Jeez. Yeah, so that, that was him. He got home and they just continued distance learning. Yep. And how's he found that? <laughs> he found that quite a struggle. <laughs> Old mate likes to, uh, let's just say half the day is gone before he's even thinking about it. Uh, hey, hey, he's <laughs> just doing his prep, yeah, getting yeah. ready, getting his mind right. Um, and my daughter, she would have been in year 13 this year. Yep. But she left at the end of last year and she's doing Educare training. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, that's she does early childhood training, and she continued with her 
distance learning. Yeah. And my brother Wick has been living with us for the past year, and he'd only just landed a job in January. Yep. So he's a little bit stressed about losing that job. Uh, but Whitakers were great, and he was able to hold his job, 80% waste subsody. Awesome. All the rest of it. Um, so that put him at ease. So that was us in lockdown. Um, and then when we when we moved to level three, uh, we went, because they shifted the school holidays earlier. Yep. And then when we come out of the holidays, we went to distance learning. Okay. Yeah. So and how was that, bro? Uh, different. Different, yeah. Different, because we all had to or learn new ways to deliver the program. Yep. Uh, really challenge our pedagogy. That's just a flash word for teaching. Really. Oosh, oosh. <laughs> Throw that in there. <laughs> um, you know, what's good practice? Um, how do we engage our boys? I had a feeling anyway that when we went to lockdown, I said to the boys, well, the, the boys who generally do the work are going to do it. Yeah. The ones who don't normally won't. <laughs> and the ones who are kind of in between yeah. will probably pick and choose yep. when they do it. And it was very hit and miss. Uh, like the, all the staff put in a whole heap of work yeah. um, around that. And uh, actually just just the other day uh, we had our head boy come in and just thank thank the teachers. Oosh. Yeah, come and thank the teachers for all their mahi that they've been doing. And so, what's his name, bro? Uh, Brooklyn Greer Atkins. Awesome. I'll give him a shout out. That True. was awesome. Um, Dale Atkins, who's a teacher up there, it's his yep. nephew. Prima. So yeah, that was um, you know that was that was awesome to hear that. Um, yeah, so that was generally lockdown for us. Yep. Just had to challenge our challenge for me as a teacher. Just challenge the way that you teach. Awesome. It allowed us to set up Zoom meetings, uh, Google Meets, which is just another Zoom yep. kind of platform, um, and. Uh, the other thing was, oh, videoing. Videoing yourself doing little tutorials. Nice. So, yeah, bro. Primo. Oh, that's awesome, bro. Um, yeah, everyone's got a different story with regards to lockdown, eh? I mean, I know from, from my point of view, it was like having Amy working from home and basically me there watching her twiddling my thumbs. And, <laughs> she <laughs> yeah. would have been loving it. Oh, she was absolutely loving it. I was loving it. <laughs> but, no, it was just good to see her and um, – you know, and her and her mahi and mm. and and she adapted to the home environment like a fish to water. So, yeah, um, yeah bloody interesting times, I say. Man, tell us about you uh, growing up, bro. Your whanau, uh, where you went to school, uh, sports you played. Give us a rundown, bro. Yeah, I suppose it's a little bit uh, tricky because you know we've like, we've known each other for a long time. Yep. But anybody that listens, I'll go. Well, who's this clown? <laughs> I don't know anything about him. Um, so I'll try and keep it keep it short. You know, uh, good luck. <laughs> nah, <laughs> hard out. Uh, so, uh, mum's a tailor. Yep, mum was a tailor from Waitara, so uh, a well known family name out of Waitara. Uh, dad is a hikaka from Hawara. Dad moved up to Waitara when he was 16, working the freezing works, did a, a long stint there 26, 27 years there. Awesome. Uh, they met up, obviously, they hooked up. And apparently mum chased him. Ooh. Apparently she's a window knocker <laughs> down at the batches. <laughs> so the story goes. Um, and anyway, I've got uh, two older brothers. Yep. Kurt, he'll be the big 5-0 this year. Ooh. And my brother Wick, who's been living with us, he'll be 49 yep. this year. So that was us growing up 2A Brown Street. I know a lot of people out there, they they know about their own home address. Where do you live? 2A Brown Street. That yeah. was, that's 
that is still home with me for yeah. me. Um, whenever I'm out white today, I'll do a little lurk plus the back, <laughs> see what they've done to it. Sure. I'd love to go and look inside, yeah. you know, and see what the old home is, homestead's like. Yeah, it changed? Or? Bro, it's, it's, for me, at Waitara, at 77 Craigwish, you're Waitara, bro, and we, we, we actually had a walkthrough probably around two years ago, and I, it just seemed so small, you know, and, like, I remember just being a kid and we, you know. Massive. Yeah, and, and <laughs> just so many memories come yeah, flooding bro. back, hey, bro? So, yeah. um, so that was our family growing up, um, and had uh, some of mums, oh, a couple of mums, brothers and sisters, and living in Waitara, and uh, Auntie Dawn, bless her, she's been gone, I think, this year, three years, yeah. three, four years, I think, and that's mum's twin, and so she has two boys, Edward and Bruce Meter Taylor, True. and so Bruce Meter is, uh, been, is somebody that I see as a little brother that I didn't have, yeah. we hung out a lot. Played a lot of tennis together. A lot of toys being thrown on the <laughs> tennis court. Uh, <laughs> Some fantastic battles had yeah. up there. Uh, What's at a lawn tennis club? Yeah. Good times, good times. And, uh, we played a lot of Monopoly together during over the holidays. Yeah, yeah fierce, fierce battles. Yeah. You know, and just having that little brother that I didn't have. Yeah. But that was really cool. Um, Schooling, bro, where would you go to school? Uh, well, we just lived down the road. What's at a central kindergarten? Sure. Next door, what to the Central Primary School? Oh, on to Manukurihi Intermediate, and then what to the high school? Awesome, bro. So yeah. good times at all those uh, schools, and and obviously what to the kindy as well. Yeah, well, to tell you the truth, bro, like our only memories, on, and I knew you were going to ask stuff about this um, at kindy. The only thing I remember is, did you get to watch Central Kindy? Oh, is the is the wave slide? Yep. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was still there when you went through. That's all I remember, but. Yeah. I can't remember, and both my kids went there, so that was really that was buzzing. Um, and then went on to what's at the central. I do remember my first day walking in, and I was shit scared. Yeah, I was shit scared, and uh, I think you talked to Biggs about you know walking in, you good mates and all that sort of yeah. stuff. I don't remember the day as such, but I remember arriving at the class. Yeah, I can't remember who my first teacher was. I want to find my old photos. Old my old <laughs> you're a good boy certificates. I had yeah. a couple of them. Um but uh at, yeah, good memories at Waitara Central, um, particularly in my older years. Yep. You know, like kind of standard three and four. Um teachers that helped out that you can sort of remember. Yeah, well from... a couple of people have been posting on the growing up and Waitara page, yeah. old photos, crack up. Okay, so and uh seeing come on my old teachers and reminiscing and you know, really uh Ruminous in a good way. Um, Mr. Milne, yeah. I, I'd love to know where he is at yeah. the moment. Um, Mr. Milne, was, uh, he was a good man. He was structured. Yeah. He was really structured. And so I like that. My mind's pretty black and white. And if I don't have structure, then But wayward. <laughs> Look, wayward. As we all are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so he, that was great. Yeah. And then um, that was White to the Central. And Manukurihi Intermediate had Elsie Coons, um, had her for two years because he stayed in the same class. Oh, yeah? Years. Yeah, 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 back, back in those days. Um, she obviously wanted to keep me, <laughs> or she, <laughs> she might not have had a choice. Um, but, yeah, that was great. And I think from her I learnt the importance of uh, aroha. Yeah. At the time I didn't realise. Yeah. But look at, you know, as an adult, yep. what did she do for me as a mm. teacher? And uh, I don't remember a reading lesson. I don't remember a math <laughs> lesson. I remember going, playing league on the field, yeah. getting smashed into the flaxes, 
but what I do remember is her caring nature, her mum. Yeah. She's, I, she wasn't strict, but she was fair. Yeah. Um, for me, anyway, for me. And so, yeah, I really enjoyed those couple of years. And awesome. again, a couple of people have posted photos, crack up photos um, of those in those times. So that was wicked. Then on to Waitara High School. Um, there, fond memories of Mr. Brown. Yeah. Mr. Brown, and I'm currently teaching with him. So that's pretty buzzy. Jeez. You know, to to have him alongside me now is it's, it's just buzzy. I still mm. call him Mr. Brown. Yeah. Yep. And he's like, Dean, it's Stephen. <laughs> Mr. Brown is. Every now and again, I'll, I'll branch out and I'll call him Brownie. Yep. But it just feels weird. Test the waters. Yeah. Oh, well, no, he's all for it. You know, like, it's just weird. Bro. Yeah. I think that's this, just the respect that we yeah, have for uh, people, you know, people um, who have taught us, eh, bro, you know? Yeah, hard uh, Hey, Mr. I don't. Uh, who else did I have? Um, I kind of, funny, I only kind of remember my math teachers. Yep. And I remember other teachers, not because they taught me, but, you know, from in the school, because it's a little kid, eh? Yeah. So, um, but I remember um, Mr. Bracegoodle, he probably formed a lot of how I teach. Nice. Both good and bad things. Yep. I remember going into his classes and he just expected you to know shit. <laughs> and if you didn't, hard luck. Unlucky us. Or, or you did a little bit of mahi to, because yep. he knew he was just going to hammer you. Not, not in a bad way, but – and I think that's what I'm a little bit like now. Yeah. I really challenge the boys to, if you wait till you come into class to be taught and you're no good at it, I am not going to be able to fix it in an hour. Yeah. So really put the onus on them on the bigger picture. If you want to get good at it, so you want to get good at basketball, you practice. Yeah. If you want to get good at math or make it easier so it's not so hard, then practice. Yeah. Or shout out to me when you when you need some help, and I'll, I'll suss out. And that's another thing about the whole lockdown thing, having that extra string to our bow. Yeah, nice, bro. To nice. be able to do that. And because um, I'm always offering, I said to the boys, there's no excuse, bud. Like, you can email me, yep. set me a time before school, ask school, Monty, lunchtime, whatever. There is no excuse these days. Eight, eight o'clock at night, we can hook up and we can do yep. a, you know, we can do a Google Meet. I can model to you. It's one on one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, you know, high school, I think we were, I was talking about, yeah. um, high school, Mr. Bracegirdle, he was great. And there was one teacher, one teacher that I, um, that I, and I heard you and Boogs talking the other night there, I wish that I had had, and I never had the opportunity. And that was Mrs. Watts. Yeah. Um, cause what I seen in her was somebody who, again, who gave a shit. Yeah. She, yeah. Well, that's, and I, and look, I can't talk from, Having her as a teacher, but yeah. from what I could see, she cared. She did, yeah. I had her in third, fourth, and seventh form, and she got me through that well, all those years, you know. So, um, and did, did you think that was just for you or for lots of people? No, nah, it was to me, she didn't play favorites. We were all equal, yeah. Um, and she gave a shit equally for everyone. She wanted the hot to see the whole class do well, bro. So, I remember going to her towards the end of my first year of seventh form. And I, I was a little bit lost yep. in what I wanted to do. And we sat down and we had a pretty open and open discussion. Mm. I don't think I there was another teacher I did that with. Yeah. So I obviously picked her as a person that I would confide in. Yeah. And again, reinforced the, you know, from Mrs. Kearns uh, to her, they cared. Yeah. And um, I reckon that's something that's really important now is that 
I think I think I, th- I mentioned it on one of my little corridors. I think our biggest, uh, our most uh, positive characteristic, and our biggest, um, not failing, but you know, quality that holds us back, yeah. is good teachers care, yeah, too much, yeah. Because we care too much, we really want our kids to succeed. But because we care too much, we bend over backwards and we try to do everything that we possibly can mm. to get them through. Now, if that young man or young woman or whatever doesn't want to, then we're still going to care. Yeah. And so at what point do you stop caring? Exactly, bro. Yeah. So those, you know, those teachers through the years, and I suppose my mum as well. Yep. Mum, um, well, definitely mum. Um, Dad's pretty hard taskmaster, so yeah. it was more mum, the, the soft, caring, nurturing um, side, and I think I think that's where I get that in my teaching. Yeah. But I've also got that little bit of harshness from Dad. Um, so you're definitely a mix of mum and Dad in that regard, probably more towards mum than Dad. Yeah. Um, got over that tough aroha in your back pocket, Joe, every yeah, now and then, yeah, I, I suppose. And look, I just, like the other day, I just said to a boy, hey, boy, now, if you want to pass, you need to pull your finger out. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't say that in front of the class yeah. because I know that doesn't work. No. So I pulled him on the side and I said, hey, at this rate, you might as well just come into class, sit at the back and do nothing because mm. you're wasting your time and you're wasting my mm. time. So I gave him that little bit of tough message. And then I said, however, I am here when you need yeah. me, but you need to chase me. I am not going to chase you. And that's it. We're clear on that. Yeah. We're all good. And to his credit, he turned up, he fronted, and I think for our kids, particularly uh, in, th- in this day and age, the fact that they're turning up to school and they're fronting is a win. Yeah. yeah if they absolutely. want to turn up to school, whether it be to hang out with their mates or whatever, you know, they want to be there. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah I guess, you know, that's kindergarten, primary school, uh, Manukurehi Intermediate, High school, yeah. So, so you're your head boy, nineteen ninety four in your seventh form year. Mm-hmm. You then come back and do another year mm-hmm. in ninety five, head boy again. Mm-hmm. What was the what was the decision to come back? Um, what what was it sort of born from? Did you did you enjoy your time at secondary school so much that you <laughs> wanted to come back? Or nah, but it was uh, in the ninety four. I suppose it was another period of time in my life. I was a little bit lost and not sure what to do. Um, perhaps the expe- there was no expectation from mum and dad that I would go to uni. None. Mm. They, I think now looking back, they just wanted me to be happy. Yeah. Um, I must ask them that question. Actually. <laughs> I don't think I've ever asked them. Um, but yeah. So why why did I come back? Because I don't know what I wanted to do. Mm. Uh, I think at the end of '94, I uh, applied to the Navy because yep. my brother was in the Navy at the time, and you know, big brother Tuakana, yep. ooh yeah, I want to do that. Um, so I tried and I missed out. I failed. Jeez. I failed a medical, and that put a big dent to my confidence. I think that was that year, yep. and that must have been why one of the reasons why I decided to go back to school because yep. I was young, um, and in hindsight. I reckon that was a good thing. Awesome. So there's lots of people that go through school who are young in their year, and I would suggest to parents, in my, in my own opinion, that stay with your year. Yep. And, you know, because some of our kids that are coming through as 17-year-olds and they're in year 13, they're not ready for the big bad world. So you mean young is in terms of you were a young seventh former? Yeah, yep. the yep. first time through, yep. yeah. Oh, So I was always young. Yeah. 
So I went to intermediate, I was 10 turning 11. Jeez. Instead of 11 turning 12. Yeah. It's only the matter of six to 12 months, but. Still, yeah. But still. It's a big jump. You know, for a boy, boys' brains don't develop, apparently, according to Nathan Wallace, till you're like 24, <laughs> but. So, you know, trying to push a boy through early. Yeah. Um, not push, but, you know, there was obviously a reason why they felt that I could cope with that earlier on. Mm. Um, but anyway, uh, so I came, I came back because I didn't know what I wanted to do and why not go back to Kura. Yeah. And I thought a little bit of security because yep. I knew school. Still, knew still home life. as well. And home. Yeah. Still by mum and dad. So did you, did you enjoy that year, that second year you went back? Yeah, I yep. did. I did. I did. Uh, I th- kept in the first 15 that year, I think. Nice. I can't remember. 90, yeah. 94, I think we went to Aussie. Aussie on a trip. Uh, That's right, yep. yeah. I remember that. Because yep. that was the year George Gregan did that tackle yeah, on Jeff Wilson. Yeah. yeah, little punk, little mongrel. <laughs> we were in Sydney, but we didn't go to the game. Oh. Yeah, I know, bro. Who teed um, that up? Oh. <laughs> Useless. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, went back to Kura and had a good year, kept the first 15. I think you, we played that year, eh? Did we play that year? 94, I played in 95, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, yeah, great times. I mean, 94 was a baptism of fire, but yeah. 95 sort of found my feet within the team and started to really enjoy it as well. So Yeah, so I think that year, that 95 year, was uh, it was good yeah. and then it kind of gave a little bit of clarity. So so you, you get through your second year, and um, seventh form, obviously, head boy again. Um, what's the catalyst for you wanting to get into teaching? Talk us about that. Uh, probably the things that I've mentioned. Yep. The teachers that I well no actually that's a lie, that is a complete lie, because I didn't know I wanted to be a teacher yep. until I f- nearly finished my first year of teachers college. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, talk uh, about that teachers college. Yeah, you you went where? Yeah, yeah. So to, the reason I I think it was it was a time where the group of my friends went across the white to the east, yep. and I decided to just go to get the day off school. And nice. Then, then universities come in and said, hey, do you want to blah, 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 apply? And I was like, yeah, why not? Close enough from mum and dad, close enough to mum and dad and far enough away yep. in Palmerston North. Um, so, yeah, went to teacher's college and then did my first practicum. I think that's what they call them. And my associate, um, she said to me, and this was with five-year-olds, bro, this class, uh, me and a, a colleague, we were there and in the same class because you just observed in your first year. Yeah. And uh, she said to me, you should be a teacher. Just like that. And I went, but she doesn't even know me. <laughs> but she must have, it's funny, eh? Like people see things in, your, in you yeah. that you don't see. And lots of people say to me, you know, they say, oh, you know, Dino, you're a great teacher. You've got blah, 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 blah. And it's good to hear, but you don't realise just how much of an impact, both positively and negatively. Yeah. And so that teacher back then obviously seen something in me. To become a teacher, and then it's I got a little bit more serious. Uh, probably not really, because uh, <laughs> I don't remember much of the first and second year. Too much time down the pub. <laughs> um, and then at the, I think at the end of the second year, I got a bit more serious. Yeah. And thought, man, I better pull my finger out. I'm so gonna... how many years did you do? It was in Palmy, yeah? Yeah. Yep. yeah how so many years did you do down there? Four. Four years. And yep. it was funny because... It was either in the first or the second year, you know, where they uh, um, try to convince us to 
uh, change over to a different program. Oh, what uh, was it? To a three-year teaching degree. Yep. But we, when we went in, it was four-year teaching degree. So what was the reason behind them wanting to – Yeah, yeah. What was it all about? Uh, well, interestingly, at the t- that I think now that was probably one of the, another one of the catalysts to going teaching is at the time they wanted to pump teachers out. Yeah, shortage. Get numbers. Yep. And so they felt that if they shortened the degree, they'd get twice as many people. Ah, uh, just get them through we all, the system. Yeah, we all decided – a number of us decided just to continue with a four-year degree. Yeah. Because you did your diploma and the degree concurrently. Yep. And um, so you finished after three years, you could go teaching. and But then in your fourth year, you finish it off at uni. And um, yeah, so that's what we did. We just stayed for the four years, come out with a four-year degree. Nice. Um, did, did the four years fly, bro? Just like that when you think about it? Or at the time, do you think, she's when's this going to end? Or... Oh, well, probably a little bit of both, yep. you know. Yeah. Um, probably a little bit of both there. And I think uh, at the end, yeah, through all the practicums and meeting all my different associate teachers and it probably come to the idea that, you know, maybe this is something that I want to do. Awesome. You know, kind of getting clarity. There's been lots of times in my life where I've, and currently, um, you know, got a, a bit of uh, fuzziness. Yeah. I'm not sure what I'm going to do and, you know, all that kind of yep. stuff. And uh, it takes me a bit to get clarity around, you know, what is it that you want to do. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's what happened with that. And well, it was good times down there, though. <laughs> <laughs> and do you still keep in touch with those that you went through with? And- um, yes. Yep. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, yeah, so great times down there. I uh, got to live with my aunt Jude. Bless her, she's been gone a number of years now. Oh, aunt Jude awesome. and, um, So, how was living with her? And um, you know, in terms of um, like your financial situation, was it good to be able to go down and live with with the auntie? And bro, it was just like living at home. Yep. I had my laundry done for me. <laughs> uh, she wouldn't let me do stuff. Yep. You know, she was just, and she had had a number of the cousins come and stay with her over the years. Oh. She was that. She she was that auntie. I'm awesome. pretty sure everyone's got that auntie yeah. or uncle. Um, here in Uncle Bill, and then uh, yeah, saying the feeds, holy hecka! <laughs> I remember the first breakfast that Uncle cooked. I was like, "Am I like feeding somebody else too?" Or <laughs> the plate was just stacked. And so yeah, financially to be, Dad made me pay fifty dollars a week. Auntie yeah. wasn't going to take it. Were you working? No, down there? No. no, no, not working. Not until I come home in the summer holidays. Oh, yep. Yeah, yep. did a little bit of work at Atlas Tools and stuff. Nice. Um, and, yeah, so great times down there. And I didn't – I wasn't living in the hostel, although they thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> so you were always there and they're just I, – I was always there, bro, hanging yep. out with mates. And you, and you mentioned, you know, do I still keep in touch with yeah. those people? I would love to see those people again. Um. Because at the time, you were either from Taranaki. Yep. There was a big crew of us from Taranaki. Nice. Or Hawke's Bay. Taranaki, Hawke's Bay, or Palmy. Jeez. And so I still touch base, uh, and not just T-Cole people, good friends that I've made through rugby from down there. Awesome, bro. Still go and stay with them in Palmy. Yep. Um, still, you know, that's Facebook for me is a, is a good avenue to keep yeah. in touch with people, both from T-Cole and from Waitara Central days. and Yeah, so... It was great times down in Palmy Bay. Plenty, probably, probably too much drinking. I think. <laughs> I think when I moved back back home, uh, I I vouched. 
I vowed that I would never drink bourbon again. Oh, really? I'd had that much bourbon down there. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but the Fitz pub down there, they used to have this night. It's called bourbon night. Bourbon night. Yep. It was something stupid, like 50 cents a night. Oh, my gosh. And they, uh, it was a cool thing, apparently, that how many 1125 bottles can we chop in a night? As a, you're in a student town and you're offering 50 cent notes. <laughs> I can't even remember the record they had, bro. She's on how they got away with it for the um, <laughs> with the uh, liquor license point of view. Bro, they were. I remember distinctly the barmaids were walking around with drench packs. Oh, jeepers! And you know, like drenching the, they were your shots, bro. <laughs> Holy hecka! So yeah, didn't have a job, but pe- people probably thought that I worked at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's because my mates were bouncers and yeah. stuff there through rugby. Uh, but good times, great nightlife. Oh. Uh, a few times, come out of the pub and just go straight to uh, Dawn Parade. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that. Oh, that's awesome, bro. Yeah, bro. Hey, man, it's um, you know, good little rundown of, um, of what you're all about, you know, growing up in Waitara, your schooling, and obviously, um, you know, working out what you want to do with your life. Um, in the next part, we'll uh, touch on your teaching career, bro, and, um, yeah, it'll be awesome to hear what you've got to say about that. So, Whānau, we'll see you back very, very, very shortly. Kia ora. Kia ora, Whānau, you're back here on the Samson Says podcast with my guest, my very good bro, Mr. Dean Hikaka. Now, we're touching on his time down in Palmerston North, his time at uh, Tikol. Bro, you do all your, your study, four years down there, qualified teacher. How does that feel, bro? Surreal. Yeah, a little bit. Relieved. Uh, I actually made it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, honestly, I at the end of my second year, I drank that much alcohol <laughs> and did a whole heap of partying, and I'm like, how the hell am I managing to pass? And then got a little bit more serious on it in my third year. Nailed it. And got through, and then uni, uh, fourth year at uni, that was tough. Um, that was tough. So. What's a drop-off rate like? People just not making it through? And I had a couple of mates <laughs> I think they were full-time students. So, <laughs> Like, you talk about being second year, seventh, I think they might have been about fourth year, fifth uni or something like that. Shivers. Well, you know, they just didn't know what they wanted to do. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, no idea about the drop-off rate. How did I feel? Come out of tech, oh, yeah, I think it was relief that I got there. But it was like, just as our kids do now at the end of their schooling, it was like, now what? Now what? You've now had what? four years of tertiary education and you're still asking, now what? I've got a qualification. What does that mean? Yeah, what, what am I going to do with it? Well, to be to be honest, though, I kind of I had it in my back pocket because they were screaming out for teachers at the time. So I that was part of the reason, thinking back now about the catalyst, is one, they were looking for teachers, two, Male teachers, three young male teachers, mm. four young male Māori teachers. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but tick, it was all tick, 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 tick. Yeah, sweet. There we go. And um, and then when I, when I got the qualification and then it was about, okay, applying for jobs. Yeah. So, yeah. So you apply for jobs. You get your first job. Where? Uh, Howard Intermediate. Awesome. Howard Intermediate. That was that was quite funny too because when I think about that, I'd had two interviews. Um, one was at Howard Intermediate on the Monday, 
I remember. And the next interview was supposed to be in a little place called Tikipunga up in Whangarei. Yeah. Um, and I was supposed to be there Tuesday. Please hold her. Please hold her. <laughs> Please hold her. <laughs> Teaching, you know. Nothing against you uh, up the far north there, but being a Taranaki boy, I can yeah. imagine you were, come on, Taranaki. Oh, it, was, um, it was more so I was applied for the one up at Tikipunga because my wife's whanau were up there. Oh, her nice. dad and that are still in Whangarei. Yeah. So we were kind of tossing up between are we going to live in Whangarei or it was a, it was a viable option yeah. or live in um, Taranaki um, by my whanau or in our whanau. And then, um, yeah, so I had that interview on the Monday and then they <laughs> they offered me the job on the spot and I went, but I ain't driving up to Whangarei. There's like 10,000 hours, whatever it was, stupid. <laughs> I said, yeah, took the job on. And, uh, yeah, that was 2000. Just. Oh, it would have been October 99, something like that. Yeah, and started there in the year 2000. So what what, what is it like, bro? You're, you're excited, you're nervous, you're shitting yourself. I mean. All of the above. All of the above and more. And more. So a baptism of fire, what was it like? Your first year, bro, what was it like? I wanted to leave. Straight up, bro. And what was it? Hated it. Well, what aspect did you hate? That I felt that I wasn't good enough. That I felt that I wasn't doing a good enough job. I thought my program sucked. Um, and, and so, what do, you, what do you mean your program? Uh, my teaching, my learning activities that I was providing for the kids, their learning experiences, all that sort of thing. I didn't think it was good enough. Uh, my tutor teachers that I had in my first and second year, I feel would have been better to have later on. I don't feel that they gave me the structure that I need. Thinking mm. all the way back to what I was saying earlier, yeah, I like structure. Yeah, I'm pretty black and white. And um, if I've got structure, I'm sweet. If I don't have structure and I start making stuff up, yeah, and it goes pear-shaped pretty quick. So some people will see the way that I coach and the way that I teach, man, bro, you're real anal. You write everything down. And I have to be for yeah. me. It's all it's all selfish. It's for me. Well, one thing I have noticed with you, bro, is that if we're having a Facebook you know, interaction messages, and I've learned to try and give you as much information so you ask as little questions as possible. Because <laughs> I know as soon as I press in, you're going to ask a question that I haven't thought of. So, And it, that sort of it, it helps me to understand, you know, in terms of planning and, and it gives me a bit of insight as to... Yeah, I suppose it can be a disadvantage to bro, because you can just... You can be the most planned person, but you're... And I think that's what happened. I was... Uh, sometimes I was underplanned and overplanned in my in my first and second years, and I just got it wrong, probably yeah. wrong. And then, I uh, mate, mate, first year out, don't be too tough on yourself. <laughs> and then, uh, but it was yeah, I felt like leaving. And then at the end of the second year, I just went to my boss, and it was a new boss actually, because I had one boss for the first year, and then a new boss came in the second year, and I went to him, and I just said, "Look, Mel, I'm out. I'm done." Far out. End of the second year, I was serious about it. And he said, what are you talking about? I said, oh, no, I've had enough. I'm gone. And what's so you gone from Harvard or just gone? Gone from You're, teaching. That's it. Gone from ah. teaching. And um, so he put some things, in, this is a very long story short, he put some things in place, some support, and he said to me, how about we try this? And what he did is he gave me, uh, he, he assigned me to his wife, who was like an associate teacher, yep. very experienced teacher, who was working in the school as well. And she became my mentor. And holy hicker, yep. turned around. Yep, 180. Oh. And then third year, 
for a very, very long time in my teaching career, that was my favourite year, my favourite class, probably because so, of the adversity that I've been through. Overcome. Yeah. Overcome. So, um, uh, yeah. for, correct me if I'm wrong, from what I'm, what I'm giving, you, you just didn't have the support in place to help you going into your teaching profession. Has that changed for first-year teachers now um, compared to how it was 20 years ago, that they have those sort of um, support structures in place to, to sort think, of help them through? Yeah, I think there's always been those support structures. Yep. I think it's more, you know, we talked before about relationships, and I think it's having the right people for that person. So it's about marrying up, okay, he's a young, so this is how it went, he's a young Māori male, let's give him an old, yeah. nearly the end of their teaching career, non-Māori, who there were Māori people in there, you know, to make that transition easier. Yeah. You know, so like if I'm a, if I've just moved from South Africa, you're probably going to try and find a South African teacher to yep. to help and uffy them and yeah. mentor them until they're, they're happy and then, you know, let, their, let them fly. Yeah. So I think, you know, marrying up, I think those support structures have always been there, but getting the right people with the people as they come out of Teachers College is really important. Crucial. Awesome. So third year, you're off to the races, taking you beautiful, three years. Beautiful. So um, I want to just, you know, briefly touch on, on on the schools you have taught at, but I want to talk about um, you leaving Hawara and then you move on to? Inglewood uh, Primary School. So how, how did that come about, bro? Um, yeah, so it was hard too because at the end of that third year, um, Sandy's nan was, uh, her grandmother was becoming unwell. Yeah. And we made a conscious decision because son was born in 2000 and then Kaya, our daughter, she was born in 2002, which was my third year at Hawara. Yeah. Um, and Sandy's nan was unwell and so we decided we made the decision that we would move home back to Waitara. And then, uh, so I applied for a job at Ingwood Primary School. And the job was a year seven, eight job. I taught intermediate. so, But I went there hoping that I could teach younger age students yep. and get a wide range of teaching yeah. early. Uh, so did that, went there, got the job at Ingwood Primary. We moved back to Waitara. We lived in Waitara then, and I was commuting to Ingwood. Um, and then what happened then? Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Come towards the end of the year, October-ish, and that's when normally they're sussing out for the following year. And I went to the boss and I said, oh, sweet. So, you know, can I go and do like a year four or five class or year three, four class or year five, six class? And he's like, oh, no, sorry, that's not going to happen. And I went, huh? I said, part of the reason I come here is because I want to challenge myself and, and do the younger kids rather than just known as an intermediate teacher. Yeah. He said, well, I'm sorry, but can you imagine that person teaching in year seven and eight? And I went, I don't really care if they can or not. Yeah. I, I came here for me. I was quite selfish about that. Mm. And he said, I'm sorry, that's not going to happen next year. And then I pretty much said, look, if that's not going to happen, I'm not waiting around. And um, pretty much, you know, in a nicer way, yeah. kind of come to that. And at the time, a good friend of mine who I had went to TCOL with and taught at Howard Intermediate with, he was working at Highlands Intermediate. Nice. And I would always powwow with him and say, yeah. Bro, there's actually a job coming up. Should apply. So applied for the job at Highlands. Got the job. Uh, apparently, Mr. Eric Shaw took me on a <coughs> bit of a risque one. <laughs> apparently, I wasn't, you know, 
wasn't all what I cracked up to be apparently. Oh, <laughs> but he, he took a risk. He took a yeah, risk. That's yeah. what this is what he tells me. Yeah. He took a risk. And um so he got the job at Highlands in two thousand and four. Yeah. So we worked there. For how, and how long were you at Highlands for? Uh worked there two thousand four, two thousand five, two thousand and six. And then I when I went to Teachers College, I, I had this utopian view that I would be able to go back to Waitara. Yeah. And I'd be able to teach mathematics at Waitara High School. Yeah, that was the be, that was the dream. To be to follow in the steps of Mr. Brown and yeah. Mr. Bracecoodle. Um that was the dream to to do be able to do that. And um so what happened at the end of two thousand and six, there was um bless his heart, uh John Spanett passed away. Mm. And I might have been two thousand six or two thousand five anyway, he passed away. And he was the deputy principal at Manukuri mm. Intermediate. And so I applied for the deputy principal's job at Waitara. And I thought, sweet, moving home. You have to move out there. Applied for the job, got the job as DP. It was really appealing because you could teach for four days and out of the class for four day, uh, for a day. Nice. Um, so that was a, a nice little gig. Um, got there. So uh, just to tie a there, but yep. was Mr. Spanik teaching at the time or was he just – Purely deputy principal. I don't know. I think he was teaching a little bit. Yeah. No, actually, I like. I, I think he was teaching. Yeah. But you know, like that point eight, point two, cool. teach four days and out of the yep. class for a day. So yeah. So you you get the position there and. Yeah. Yeah, you get the position there. You think, man, this is awesome. I'm yep. going home. I'm gonna, you know, do good things here. Yeah, and um, it it didn't turn out the way that I thought I was hoping it to be. Mm. And uh, again, came to the end of that year, and I wasn't um, particularly happy at the Kura for lots of different reasons. Yeah. Um, and then there was because uh, when I left in two thousand and six from Highlands, I had just been made a team leader in charge of three or four classes, and so that was a nice little progression to deputy principalship. And then in two thousand, at the end of two thousand and seven, there was a leadership position come up team leadership position came up back at Highlands. So I applied and got it. Got it. And ended up going back to Highlands. We, our whanau, moved into town into 2008 because um, my wife had just started her job at the hospital in mm. 2007, I think it was. So we moved into town in 2008 and started back at Highlands. And uh, I thought I was going to be there forever. I just want to I'll t- touch back on, you know, because I know you are a proud Waitara man. Mm-hmm. Um, you went out to Waitara with aspirations of doing great things. It, it doesn't work out, as, as you sort of touched on a little bit. Are you, dis- are you disillusioned, um, very disillusioned? Yeah, I, I, I suppose I had this vision in my head what it was going to be like, and it wasn't. Yeah. For lots of different reasons. Yeah. Nobody's fault, no blame, nothing like that. And at the end of the day, I just said to myself, I don't think I can see myself here in 10 years. Yeah. And so I made it, again, like I did at Ingwood, I made a decision. I said, look, if this is not going to happen, well, I'm going to leave. And I wasn't particularly happy in my job. Um, and then, you know, the opportunity came up to go back to Highlands. Still had to apply. Yeah. So that does it's not a given. And, um, yeah. They Did took, you think they would play a role that you'd been there previously? Thinking, I think I'm so. in here. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. And because my wife had got a job in town, it kind of it worked. Yeah. It seemed, it seemed the right thing to do. 
And so, yeah, did that, went to Highlands, and, and yeah, like I said, I thought I was going to be there forever. And then, but I've always also had in the back of my mind, I didn't want to be a teacher who taught at the same school for 5,000 years. Yeah. I was like, no way. And I was look, always looking for a challenge and something different. Yep. And when son was in year six, so that would have been, he was like 11, so 2011-ish, there was a job that came up at boys' high school. Yep. Applied and I didn't get it. I think I applied a couple of times at boys' yeah. high school and didn't get them. And then at the end of 2000... Does your son being there play any role in that or at all? Or What's that, sorry? Does your son being a student at boys' high play any role in that? What's it? No, because I wanted to be there before he went there. Okay, yep. Yeah. Um, and so when I didn't get the job and when he was in year six, I decided to stay at Highlands, stay at Highlands, see my kids through. Um, ended up teaching both the kids at Highlands, so that was that was pretty cool. That was awesome. And at the end of 2017, a job, math job came up at Boys High School. Nice. Applied for it. Got it. And I'm like, I'm on top of the world. I've got my job that I wanted. Yeah. Working at the school, you know this this prestigious school, and you know, and so things are, you know, things are. I think are all all rosy and all yep. all good. So yeah, that's you know, and I'm there now at Boys High School. So awesome, bro, man. That's that is awesome, and, and it's gone just like that. You think when you sort of think about it? Well, like I never thought I'd be teaching twenty years. I thought I, <laughs> I thought I'd be bored shitless. After wanting to pull stumps after that first year. <laughs> Bro, and then 20 years, and then, I, like, literally, I'm a math teacher, but I'm doing one-to-one counting on my fingers, bro, like, <laughs> going, bro, this is 21st year of teaching. What the hell? Man, that's awesome, bro. So, you know, like, I never thought I would be teaching this long. Yeah. I, w- I want to, I was going to probably ask this question later on, um, but since you've touched on it, I mean, you, you spoke about, the fact you didn't see yourself being at, I think it was a Manukuri for the next 10 or so years. What what are your aspirations for the next five to 10 years with regards to your teaching profession? I mean, is teaching maths at Waitara High still there in the distance or is it just constantly wanting to be challenged to keep things fresh? Um, what, what are your sort of aspirations, bro? I, w- I, would, I would love to be able to do that, to be able to go back home and teach math. Um, but... Also, given my age, not that I'm old, but I think connecting with secondary school students as a slightly younger person is a bit easier. Yeah. You know, you're on their wavelength. If we think about our teachers, did we connect with the really old, 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 old ones? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, or did, who did we connect with ones that we felt were on, you know, on the page? Yeah. Uh, and as we've talked about before, relationships is huge. Um, to be honest, bro, I'm at a little bit of a crossroads in my teaching. Yep. Um, I've got that feeling that I had back at my sec first and second year mm. of teaching. I want to leave. I've had enough yeah. for lots of different reasons. Mm. And uh, as as you may know, others may know, I've been posting up on Facebook how I've been, you know, how I've been feeling and uh, my little my little show from the shed. It's called to court it all. Awesome, bro. And that was part of the reason I decided to come on. Yeah, because um, I can't preach it and not do it so um decided to you know just share how i was feeling about that stuff and, and what's the reaction been to that bro because i watched it i've watched a few of your um little vlogs and it's bloody awesome bro it's open it's honest and and i know there's people out there that are, that are getting value from it bro you know 
Yeah, well, I like I if I get if I get uh, I try to keep people you know remain anonymous. Yeah. So when t- people text me or message me, I like I I've got messages from past students, past past people that I coached, um, and they have no reason to text me. Mm. They have no reason at all to message me. And then it's those things and messages from past parents who comment and then I talk back to them and I go, you know what, this is worth it. Yeah. You know, I maybe I am in the right place. Um, may, maybe I am supposed to be teaching for 50 years. Mm. Um, but I made it a little bit of a moment now, like, is this what I want to be doing? Yeah. I've, and it seems stupid when you've been doing it for 20-something years, you know. And then I think to myself, well, if you weren't teaching, what would you do? Yeah. Which is a whole bunch of other questions. Yeah. But, um, yeah, a bit of a crossroads at the moment with things. And um, But uh, as uh, one of my bosses said to me early on in my teaching career, he said, when you teach your own children, you will understand. And I was like, huh? Because Ed, to all the parents out there, who do you want in front of your kids? You want the best teacher, yeah. not necessarily the best math teacher or best English teacher or the best sport teacher. You want the best teacher who's going to look after your babies while they are in their care. Yeah. So as teachers, we have a massive responsibility with that stuff. Um, so if I can in some way um, help people, young people, through what they're going through in this day and age, um, whether it be coaching or teaching, then maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. I don't know. Mm. It's a bit of a bit. Of, it's a bit. I'm I'm really bad at talking myself. Well, really good at talking myself up, and really bad at talking myself down. Mm. So I've, of late, I've just been trying to keep things really positive. Mm. Keep up doing stuff like this is just awesome. Awesome. Being able to talk, talk to the talk to yourself and just share. And again, if people want to listen, they listen, right? Yeah. And if they don't, they don't. Yeah, absolutely. They get nothing out of it, sweet. But, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, cool, it's awesome, bro. Um, man, a few questions that I've just written down, bro. Um, and if you can just, you know, touch on them. Do you think teachers are underpaid? Yes. Yep. I mean, I, I just I think of the hours that you um, you guys put in. Obviously, there's the hours in the class, but then, man, the prep you guys must have to do, man. It's just like, oh, my gosh. If you want to be a good teacher, you got to pre- If you want to be a good muso, yeah. Do you just turn up on the night? Yeah, bro. Do you just yeah. turn up and go, <coughs> right, here we go, Ash, you ready, bro? Yeah, yeah sweet. Well, sometimes. Nah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I fully understand that, bro. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you guys, you obviously break for uh, summer and Christmas. I mean, you, you know you're going back on this day. I mean, how, how far in advance are you prepping for that first day or first term, bro? All, all, all I would say is uh, you could be the most, as I said it before, the most planned person and your program is shit. Yeah. And you could be the most underplanned person, planned person, and your program's amazing. Yeah. So it comes down to being confident about what you're teaching. Yeah. Knowing your stuff, um, knowing what you're talking about, because students will call you on it. They'll catch you out. <sighs> you know, like a couple of times when I've tried to wing it, caught out, <laughs> caught out, wing caught, it. Yeah, a couple of times when I've and oh, that's just being honest, bro. Like you know, I was. And they just pick up on it straight oh, away. Shit, I forgot. To, oh man. Oh, well, I can't do it now. I've got to get in there. And they're like, so what are you up to? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, okay. You know, and then find my feet and it's yeah. okay. But, yeah. yeah. 
Man, what a cracker. <laughs> um, obviously, you've talked about, you know, you've, you've kept in touch with students sort of that you've taught in the past and, and even some parents. Um, but uh, you obviously, you're currently teaching at Flint Boys High. What extracurricular activities are you involved in uh, outside of teaching but still within the school, bro? Um, so, Coach, I, <laughs> this year, helping. Helping? Helping Coach. I uh, decided to step away from oh, okay. the responsibility of being in charge of a team. Yeah. Because that's just so I can come and go as I please. Yeah. And not have that full responsibility. So helping uh, Mr. Brad Bennett. No. Nice. I, I, I heard you talking about the oh, old pattern tennis the old pattern. And so Brad Bennett, Kev's son. Yeah. Uh, he's a good man. He's a very he's an awesome fella. And so I'm happy as to help him doing rugby and doing a little bit of touch as well up at the school. It's awesome, bro. Touch, how did you get into touch, bro? I mean, obviously we, play, we, we all played at school, but he's, he's got heavily involved into it, eh? Yeah. Um, you just get approached or? Uh, I can't remember how long. Not not that too long ago. Yeah. I haven't been involved in the game for that long. I remember seeing all your posts all of a sudden was touch this, touch yeah, that. Yeah. Like, oh, awesome, bro. So I was just kind of hanging around. And then I was approached by one of the bros, uh, Shane Gray, and yep. Tuari Rewiti, asked me to come and be involved. And pretty much from then on, it's just been like, you talk about an exponential curve, bro. It was more like a straight line with a pff, holy hecka <laughs> of learning. And it's just been amazing. The people I've met through the game, um, uh, the sorts of opportunities that I've been able to have. Yeah, and, bro. You know, we've got to got to meet the Godfather without name dropping, but the Godfather of Touch, Pete Walters. Yeah, bro. The first time I met him, I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> holy hecka!" And the more I've got into it, and Touch is a beautiful whānau. Yeah, beautiful community. Yep. Um, nationwide, worldwide. You know, and being part of the Galaxy Touch Club as well, you have opportunities that lots of other people don't have. Yeah, man. Um, and even within our little Taranaki community, yep. you know, so, you know, out the dub with Kelly Boy and Mike and yep. what they're doing out there is massive. Doug and Vic down in Hawara. Um, yeah, and right here in City Touch with Shane, Shane Gray and, and Tony Maxwell Gray. So it's just wicked, bro. The whole the whole Touch Fano is awesome. Awesome, bro. So um, what do you like to do to unwind, bro? Just you've had a shit day at school. You're like... Getting away from it. What 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 does Mister Hickaker like to do, bro? Just to relax, unwind, just to take five, and just to try and woosah. Yeah. Um, talking to one of my bros the other day, and you know about how I've been feeling, hmm. and it's generally around the May month of May and June that I feel a bit down. Yeah. And he suggested to me, hmm, seems to be around the end of a season and the start of a season. And brought to mind that I need to be busy. Yeah. It's like my medicine. It's like my drug. I need to be busy. I I can't. I, you, the question is, what are you doing in your spare time? Uh, I don't have a lot of spare time. Yes, um, bro. And sometimes that's been to the detriment of my whanau. Uh, but of late, of late, I've been making a point of coming home, trying to be home a little bit earlier. Yeah. Just chilling out with my baby girl. Well, the wife comes home and cook dinner. Been getting into cooking a little bit more. Awesome, bro. Cooking dinner. Um, that's been, I won't say it's been fun, but it's been talked before about challenge. Yeah. It's been challenging for me, so that's been great. And then uh, playing a little bit of darts in the shed. The old darts. Yeah, but, bro, 
frustrated is. So it was on a sport you play, played when you were younger, or just no. something you just got into? No, I just got into. Um, you know, at least to muck around and yeah, I had no idea. But just uh, uh, since lockdown, one of the bros hit me up, and we've got a dartboard in the shed. And but I'm all, I've always been a competitor for sport, and I if I'm shit at it, uh, I just get frustrated. <laughs> I get frustrated as and. So I just try to improve, go down and spend about an hour in the shed each night and just trying to get better. And you got better? Just it's it's all muscle memory, right? Yeah. Like like golf. Repetitive. Like, I just repetitive. Yeah. And then I again like golf, you go out and you shoot you shoot like seventy six one day and the next day you go out and shoot ninety six. <laughs> so with darts you go down and you shoot, you know, like hundred hundred and the one in the one set of three darts, the next three darts, three. <laughs> it's, it's just so frustrating, mate. Have you ever shot one hundred and eighty? One hundred and eighty. One hundred and eighty. You haven't got close. One hundred and forty. Oh, one forty has been. It was uh, triple twenty, triple twenty. Hit the wire. <laughs> hit the wire and went in the twenty, bro. Oh, bro, we've got Scott. This uh, it's a soft tip dartboard yeah, yeah, yeah. down at Icons. You have to come and have a jam, bro. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm used to darts, but you know, I thought, man, this is a cool machine, eh? and you're playing yeah, people all across the world, so. Bro, um, left field here. Uh, we've got a little bit of time to go in this part, and then we'll be on the home stretch. But, bro, how did you get into Ciroc dancing? <laughs> how did you get into it, bro? Um, so, and do you still do it? Uh, do I still do it? No. Yeah. And uh, I got into it because at Highlands Intermediate, can't remember what year it was. Oh, yeah, no, I can't remember. And my daughter was doing ballet. Yep. With um, Miss Sherry at her studio, at her dance yep. studio downtown, Sherry McGregor. And um, she was doing ballet, but they also taught Ciroc. Yep. And so I hit her up. I said, Hey, would you like to come in and would you like to come in and teach our kids Ciroc? So, uh, yeah, that's what that's what we went about then, bro. So uh, you got in shape doing it? Like it's real physical, sweating up a storm on the dance floor? Yeah, it was good fun, bro. Yeah, and you done competitions and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, com- first competition I went to, <laughs> one beginners. That <laughs> was a crack up awesome, airs. Awesome, man. Yeah, that was crack up airs. And then, uh, yeah, because you win, you have to go up a level. Yeah. So you have to dance at intermediate level. And then I got involved in teaching dance with a friend, Christine Berridge and Sue Murdoch. Started teaching Ciroc, and as soon as you become a teacher, you're now an advanced dancer, <laughs> apparently. And so within the space of like a couple of years, I've gone from a beginner to an, oh, what? <laughs> Just because you're a teacher. Holy heck. Oh, so, that's, that was, that's, so that's how I got involved with Ciroc. It's primo, bro. I see your, I see your photos, and they're like, far out of this dude and his smooth moves in there. <laughs> Uh, kia ora whanau. Um, you know, this is it's been awesome, you know, hearing about De- uh, Dean's teaching career, a few other things here and there. We're almost on the home stretch, and we're going to see you again very, very shortly here on the Samson Says podcast with my good bro, Mr. Dean Hikaka. <laughs> Kia ora we are back here on the Samson Says podcast with my guest, Mr. Dean Heikaka. It's been awesome hearing about your teaching journey, bro. And just to wrap all that up and uh, tie it all together, what would the advice be that you'd give to anyone looking at getting into the teaching profession? Um, make sure that you are there for the right reason. Nice. 
And if you ask a teacher, why do you teach? And if they say holidays, money, or that you're in the wrong place. Yeah. Like they might jokingly say that. And then if you ask them honestly, why are you there? And if they can say, in my opinion, if they say um, for the kids, then there's no argument. Yeah. So any beginning teacher that comes out and go, why are you teaching? Because I want to teach history. Because I want to <laughs> teach. Because I want to teach mathematics. Because I want to teach. But but you're in the wrong place. Yeah. You you need to want to teach the kids before you, in my opinion, before you teach the subject in the high school. Yeah. And you need to want to build relationships with the students before you even teach them math, reading, and writing. In my opinion. Mm. So my advice would be knowing why you're there, knowing your philosophy. And so that you can fall back on it when things are, which is what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah. Why am I teaching? And I think that will help me better know where I'm going to head to in the next few years. Awesome, bro. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> that was supposed to be my last question, but I want to ask you, um, who were the teachers you looked up to at school? Are there any teachers that you look up to that are within the profession that you're with teaching now or you've taught with in the past that you've, you know, just taking things from and just thought, man, this um, person knows how to do it. Yep. So back in back at Howard, if I think about those dark days back at Howard Intermediate, Mel Soph, amazing principal, amazing yep. boss. Um, his wife Diane Soph, who helped me through that difficult time. Um, then on to Highlands Intermediate, I'd have to say Eric Shaw. Mm. Eric Shaw was an amazing boss. Um, yeah. Um, Jeremy Ogle, who is now principal at um, Vogeltown Primary School. Um, another close friend from Highlands, Conrad Hales, who's principal at Bell Block Primary School. Um, and lots of my crew from, lots of the crew from Highlands yeah. that I look up to. Um, and I, I apologise, Fano, I know you waited to hear your name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, pretty much all the crew I worked with at Highlands A during my time there were beautiful people, yeah. are beautiful people. And um, love them all dearly, miss them dearly. And uh, currently at New Plymouth Boys High School, um, Adrian Wright. Yep. Adrian Wright, who is a person I started teaching there with. He's um, a Pommy guy who moved his whānau over a number of years ago. Uh, he taught at Rangi Toto College for a year and then moved down to New Plymouth. Yep. And without him, I don't think I would I would have survived at New Plymouth Boys High School. He's just amazing, amazing guy. So him, definitely. Spencer Page from Waitara. Yeah. Spence, he's just, he's phenomenal. He just knows his stuff inside yeah. out. Like, very intelligent man. Um, talks talks a bit of kaka, but <laughs> he, can, he can back it up. He can back it up. Yeah. And then I, I guess, I you know, I, in the back of my mind, I've got Mr. Brown there beside yeah. me. They're one of my first math teachers at high school, and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm here. So, yeah, those, you know, off the top of my head. Awesome. Those man. would be people that, um, yeah, that I've looked up to. Awesome, bro. That was supposed to be my last question, but I've, I've got one more. Yeah. <laughs> and I've just thought about it. Um, you were obviously there um, 21 years ago. How has uh, the advancement of technology helped, hindered, uh, you in terms of your teaching career? Uh, for me, definitely helped. Yep. I think it was because at that time it was kind of 
kind of becoming it was like a new thing and so yeah. you kind of work with it and like all the new teachers that are coming out now with all the new knowledge that they have you know we're probably archaic to some of the stuff that they can do yeah uh, but I, I was reminiscing the other day and I, I still remember my first reports were handwritten holy hecka if you made a mistake oh well start again oh my no gosh. twink you weren't allowed to use twink so how do you get it how do you get a report now is it just via email or something yeah, digital email type them computer system you put all the, the things in the student management system, can spit it out, and whatever you want, you know, it well, can come out. So. Without naming names, um, are there teachers who had been there long before you that have sort of struggled to adapt to modern-day technology? Yeah, I, th- I think that will always be the case, you know. Yeah. I'm probably going to be one of those teachers if I choose to hang around um, for teaching, that as, as things advance and you become uh, less in touch, you know, the days when our parents, oh, how do you work the TV, son? How do you work the video recorder? Yeah. And you were the guy. Yeah. Now I ask my son, Yeah. son, can you sort this out for me? What computer shall we buy? Da, 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 da. You know? Yep. Those, and then when he has his children, it'll be, yeah. you know? So I think technology for me has definitely helped. Um, I won't say I'm a guru, but I love a Google Sheet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love a Google Sheet, love a Google Doc. Oh, bloody awesome. I think it's once you get familiar with it, eh? It's, <laughs> it's, it's all, you know, water for ducks back, as our, oh. old, as our old rugby <laughs> coach, Kershaw, Mr. Pat Kershaw, used to yeah. say. Um, bro, hey, man, um, we've got this thing called uh, Samson Short Answers. It used to be 60 seconds with Samson, but hey, I can do what I want. Hey. <laughs> so um, basically, I'm going to chuck out a few random words, and you're just going to oh, give me no. your go. answer straight away, bro. So um, here we go. Chocolate or lollies? Lollies. Early rise or sleeping? Uh, early rise. It's the Warriors year, yes or no? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, Warriors. Greatest All Black ever? Ooh. In my lifetime, probably Richie McCall, I reckon. Nice, bro. Favourite band? Oh, too many. Too, too many. many to name. It's Sunday night. What is the Hikaka Fano having for dinner? Uh, what are we having for dinner? Uh, something beautiful cooked by my darling wife. Nice. Oh. <laughs> Coke or Pepsi? Favorite Super Rugby team? Oof. Crusaders. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> the style of play, bro. That's style it. Over. Podcast <laughs> over. Uh, favorite song from Mel Cupper Hugger Days? Oh. Oh, boy. Oh. We'll come back to that one. Yeah. Favorite movie? Uh, Shawshank. Celebrity Crush? Oof. Summer Hay. <laughs> <laughs> favorite sport to watch? Uh, oh, golf, bro. Tiger nice. Woods golf. Does Mike Tyrepool have the biggest nostrils yes. you've ever seen? <laughs> and I uh, just want to give a big shout out to our yeah, bro, bro, Mr. Mike Tyrepool. He just uh, was named as New Zealand Under 16 Mixed yes, Touch bro. Coach. Yes. Unbelievable, Pucking man. Up for the for the, the man with the biggest nostrils <laughs> in the universe. Mike, massive. He originates from Kenya for all those. KFC <laughs> <laughs> uh, or Maccas? Or Maccas. Facebook or Instagram? Facebook. First car you own, and I'm going to try and have a stab at this. It was was it the Anglia? <laughs> Never owned it. <laughs> it was a Ford Cortina, boy. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, coffee, tea, or Milo? Ah, uh, any. One one thing you can go without. Oh, one thing I can go without. Probably coffee, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Can you play cheese? A little bit. Hooker or halfback? Halfback. Ooh. Wagon wheel or the gambler? Wagon wheel. What's your go-to karaoke song? 
Don't hear Wayne can't sing. <laughs> favorite superhero? Oh, favorite superhero. Oh, God. No, I can't think, basically. Action movie or chick flick? <laughs> Action movie? <laughs> Biggest fear? Uh, letting my kids down. Best beach in New Zealand? Best beach in New Zealand? Uh, or Hoppy Beach. Sure. What annoys you? Uh, people that are useless. <laughs> Greatest sporting achievement in high school? Uh, captain the first 15 to win the A2 final. Sure. What song gets you on the D4? Uh, anything with a good jam. Mean. First job? Uh, Atlas Tools. Yeah. Bell Block. Jandals or Bare Feet? Jandals. Movie or book? Definitely movie. Favourite animal? Orca whale. Afraid of hots? Little bit. One superpower you could have? Invincibility. Bed early or night owl? Bed early or night owl. Night owl. Favourite drink? Coconut sugar. Sure. And I'm going to go back to your favourite song from our Kapaka days. Oh, well. I think, you know, like when we all get together... When we all get together and I think about the tangy that we've been through late, you know, over the last yeah. few years or whatever, whenever we jam, it's like we've never been apart. So any song with the Ropu is just me. Awesome. I, I if you if you said, what about this song? I'd say, yeah. If you yeah. said this song, I'd say, yeah. Um, anything when I'm jamming with our old crew. Yeah. It's just, it's beautiful, bro. Bit of a uh, medley action, bit of tardy. Oh, tardy. Yeah. yeah, hard out. And kia ora whanau. Uh, that brings us to the end of the Samson Says podcast for this episode with my guest, Mr. Dean Hikaga. Bro, it's been a pleasure, privilege, and honour to hear about your journey, um, your teaching career, 21 years gone just like that, um, all the students that you've helped uh, and will continue to help in the future. Um, for me, you've always been someone that I've looked up to from when we first met, um, uh, not only as a um, Māori male, uh, but also for the pillar of strength you are for, for our community and for your whānau too, bro. And, um, you know, it's thank you for coming in. I appreciate your time. Um, I can't believe we've gone for Sorry. an hour and 10 minutes, but, man, I dare say we could have gone a lot longer. So on behalf of myself, I'd just like to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you very much, bro. You enjoyed it. Oh, bro, I was nervous as hell coming on, um, but I, I was blown away that you would ask me. Because, you know, you talked about holding me in high regard and, and, and that this is no blowing smoke up mm. the backside, but I feel the same. You Appreciate know, it, bro. Doing the things that you that you do in our community is, and to be a part of this, very humbled, very privileged. And like we said at the start, hopefully someone out there got something out of it. Um, but I would say anybody that the bro uh, hits up for the Samson podcast, get amongst it, Fano. get amongst it. It's great fun. You'll enjoy it. Killed it. Awesome. And that's us, Fano. His name is Dino. My name is Aiden. And this has been the Samson Says Podcast. Kia ora, Fano.